One way to make more money with your store is to increase your average order value. The sales motivator from Bold might just be the one app that every store should have to increase AOV. The only requirement is that you have special offers. I'm sure you do, but are you doing a good job of motivating your customers to use those special offers? So let's say you offer free shipping at 50 bucks, or you're fancy and offer a free gift at $100. The sales motivator is the one app that tells your customers exactly how much more they need to spend to get to that offer. And it does it every time they add something to their cart. So imagine this, customer adds something to their cart and a message appears saying, you're only $19 away from free shipping. Then they add something else and it says, you're only four bucks away from free shipping. So we tried it, it works. We saw a 30% increase in average order size just from this app. And it gets better. Bold Sales Motivator automatically adds those free gifts to the cart when they hit the goal. And it lets you schedule messages to start and stop for your holiday promotions. And the most important one of all, it adds geolocation. So it'll only show certain messages to specific countries. So let's say you only offer free shipping in the United States, right? You wouldn't want that free shipping message to show in countries where you don't offer it. Bold Sales Motivator lets you do that. The folks at Bold are smart cookies, and they have thought of everything. So try it free for 60 days by signing up at ethercycle.com bold. That's ethercycle.com bold. Additional support for the unofficial Shopify podcast comes from SEO Manager. You know the benefit of SEO. The higher you rank in search engines, the more visitors your store will have. And more visitors means more sales, which means more money in your pocket. But how do you do that? That's where SEO Manager comes in. It helps Shopify store owners get found in search engines, and it's trusted by thousands of Shopify stores. It leads the market in both innovation and usability, and it's no wonder. SEO Manager adds an entire suite of tools to help attract new customers by fully optimizing your store. So here's a few of my favorites. It scans your site for SEO issues, offers keyword suggestions, adds structured data support, analyzes missing pages and redirects, and it even integrates with Kit, Shopify's personal marketing assistant. And that's not all. It does a whole bunch of more stuff. All of these things will help you to be easily found in Google and other search engines. And best of all, it's easy to get started. You can launch SEO Manager on your store in minutes, and their friendly support team is always on standby if you need help. Plus, as a special offer to our listeners, you can get SEO Manager right now for 10% off forever. Sign up at seomanager.com unofficial. That's seomanager.com unofficial. Recording from EtherCycle headquarters outside Chicago in Skokie, Illinois' beautiful Old Orchard Mall. I love it. I'm going to beat it to death that we run an e-commerce podcast out of an actual retail mall. It's great. And if you want to come by and visit us, please do. Uh, but you are listening to the unofficial Shopify podcast, and I'm your host, Kurt Elster. And today, we're going to talk about something interesting, taking the risk out of inventory in an unusual way. You know, we've talked a lot about... Um, Marketing on the show, we've talked about building uh, building your brand, a lot of different things, a lot of tactical stuff, but we haven't quite talked about um, recent, like taking the, the risk out of inventory. That's a, a new one for us. So in the past, and an interesting thing has been happening in e-commerce. It kind of is – it's being democratized in that it is easier – it's getting easier than ever to get goods, get goods made, and get goods to your customers. I mean, Matt, like I was just thinking about this. As a kid – 
you know, growing up in the, I was born in 83. But, you know, if you'd order something from a catalog, you'd wait like, you'd send away for it and show, it's like, wait, four to six weeks for, you know, whatever widget to show up in the mail. Now, four to six weeks, no one would buy from you. So it's getting easier and easier to get stuff made on demand and ship to your customers. But conversely, it is getting harder to get their attention uh, in marketing. So we won't get too much into that. But joining us today, really interesting uh, startup. They're successful. They're they're a little over two years old now. It's called Hinge2. And Hinge2 builds tech solutions to help clothing retailers, which is the largest vertical on Shopify, uh, grow their sales without inventory risk. So their early customers include PacSun, which is cool, Marshawn Lynch's Beast Mode, very cool, and before that, our guest, Lee Andrew Robinson, helped 500 fashion brands make half a billion dollars in revenue. Oh my gosh. His six-year stint as founder of flash sales site, plunder.com, P-L-N-D-R, and chief strategy officer of Karma Loop. Oh my gosh. So we may <laughs> know a few people in common. <laughs> I'm about sure. Karma um, but before that, he led a college access program for students of color and owned a small t-shirt company, Ragamuffin. Studied at University of California, Berkeley. Oh my gosh, this guy is, is all over the place. Lee Andrew, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Okay, tell me, uh, tell me quickly what's, what is Hinge2? It's hingeto.com, Hinge2. Tell me what it is. Yeah, so Hinge 2 is my thesis after all my years of, of, of Karma Loop. Me and my two co-founders cooked it up. Um, essentially, our mission is to take inventory risk a- out of retail, right? So we know that um, excess inventory and even not having enough of the right inventory um, is the leading cause of death, really, in, in, in retail um, and running an off-price website, I was always the last line of defense of, you know, I kept getting these calls or emails, hey, we're going out of business, um, we, but we, we have $2.8 million worth of inventory. Can you buy it for 10 cents on the dollar? And I just started scratching my head around why is this problem so humongous? Why are all these brands we look up to dying because of poor inventory decisions? Um, and that's when I looked at um, essentially how the retail um, business and industry is totally set up to make these bold predictions and put dollars behind them a year in advance, right? So you design a year in advance, you show a couple of retail buyers, and then you make a $2 million inventory bet. Um, and that just was just all off. So so Hinge 2 essentially um, came out of that understanding. Um, and basically, we build the dropship systems, which we pioneered with a small retailer called Shop Gene. Um, and then um, we launched it on PacSun Next, and now we're launching it for everyone on Shopify. Um, that's our way to allow for any store to, instead of buying a product, be able to just click some buttons and get that product in their store and sell it to their customer that same day, that same hour. Um, and essentially allows them to move at lightning speeds um, in regards to picking and putting products on their site. Um, <clears throat> so that's a big piece of Hinge too that we're kind of here to talk about today. The other part is we're a solution also really for individual vertical brands like Beast Mode, where we allow them to essentially design or will design a new 
product line for them and put it on their site and everything is made on demand and delivered. It's very turnkey. We say you promote the link and we'll do everything else from producing it, sending it to the customer, email, et cetera. So um, no longer do you have to have that that kind of warehousing um, and, you know, buying inventory up front infrastructure and capital to do retail. And we're we're betting that that's going to continue in the future. So go uh, going backwards, going to the beginning, you were which was the the business you were involved with that was buying um, buying distressed was inventory was plunder. Okay, yeah. So you had businesses who were going bankrupt because they had made these huge investments and the wrong bet on inventory, or something happened where they said, "All right, we're done, but we've got this asset. Just let's get rid of it." Consistently, though, <laughs> right? It was a it was a pattern. Um, it was a sad pattern. Um, but yeah, it, it's no different than TJ Maxx. TJ, TJX may be the most profitable um, retailer definitely in the country, maybe in the world, and they're off price. Um, and that's because there, there's a oversupply of, of product that just builds up over time because it's impossible for a human being, a buyer, a planner to predict perfectly, no matter how much da- data they have. Um, because that still doesn't change the fact that they're predicting what they think is going to sell well in six months from now or nine months from now or a year from now. Um, and you have large luxury brands like Coach. They'll burn product. Like every year they burn t- over $10 million worth of products. Um, in, our, in the Y Combinator demo day that we did, a part of our line was um, did you know that luxury brand Coach burned $30 million worth of unsold inventory last year? That's a true story. As like in they literally really, burned with fire. They incinerate, incinerate <laughs> that thing <laughs> just to control their brand value. But that's that's it's a serious problem. Um, everyone in retail knows it. I learned it even with my small T-shirt company after all my Obama shirts didn't sell out. <laughs> <laughs> but on a Mac on a micro scale, but yes, it's, it's, it's a huge issue. So, okay. And it goes both ways where you can have the opposite problem. If you don't buy enough inventory, all right, it's not detrimental, but it, you're leaving money on the table, leaving lots of money on the table. And it's almost like that gambling thing, right? You, that's the reason you end up with too much of the wrong stuff because it's the fear of leaving money on the table. So you say, Hey, I think I can sell you know, whatever, a thousand units of this. And in fact, you may sell 130. And that could have been fine if it was made to order. That would have been great. Um, and, and learn from it and move on. Um, but when you actually bought a thousand, now you, you, you have no choice but to shove it down your customer's throats or drown from it or both. So uh, what should I do if, I am, if I'm in this situation? I've bought the product I bought way too much of something. So I'm like, man, these I got these belts, these no buckle belts. They're going to be super hot this year. I bought 5,000 of them and I sell 500. What do I do? Sell it fast. Sell like cut your losses and sell it fast and immediately cut the price. Sell, sell, sell. Um, if you can find an outlet like a off-price retailer, just do it. Right. A lot of people think like, hey, I can just, you know, ink out a little. I, I, I paid twelve dollars for it. So I have to sell it for 20 to get a profit. But if it takes you three years 
to get that $8 profit, you've actually lost a lot of money because and so you, you might as well sell it for $8 and take that capital and buy all the top sellers that are working for your site. So the point is sell it fast like it's going out of style because obviously it wasn't in style or at least for your audience. Sell it, cut your losses and constantly optimize on top sellers. And that's really the power of what Hinge 2 allows a retailer or a brand to do. It allows you to pick right now with the mixed app, right? Um, and I know we'll get into it, but you can go on and pick from a thousand plus products and soon it'll be 10,000 plus products and just get it in front of your customers. And you know, and if it's blowing out of the water, maybe I'm not supposed to say this, but then you take your learnings and create more top sellers off of what you're seeing your customers gravitate towards. Um, but that's, I'm a big test scale person, you know, test out that style. If it does really well, you can always quickly identify a way to get back into that style. But, you know, don't, don't kind of let the, the problem linger on, um, by trying to hold on to it or invest a lot of money in marketing tactics to get folks to buy something they don't want. Okay. Actually, that's great advice. And we do. And it makes total sense. I mean, we we recommend advocate a similar approach to Facebook ads, right? Try yep. test, 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 and then when you find one that has Scale. a positive return on ad spend, step on the gas and keep going yep. with it for as long as you can. Um, Absolutely, taking the same approach to products and inventory here makes total sense. But it it had never occurred to me until you said it. Yep. Okay. So you've got there. You've got two things here. The I'm excited about the this licensing. Um, Thing you had discussed, but let's first talk about your retail dropship platform briefly. It's a. I'm looking at your site. You do. You're working with Paxson, um, which was like that was the the jam. If you were a cool kid when I was a teen, um, <laughs> <laughs> and you've got this ready to use dropship program, access to millions in inventory. What the heck's that talking about? Yeah. So what we do is we allow for any retailer to create their own version of Amazon. So we're the back end to their marketplace. So what that means is. PacSun now has all of the tools necessary to go out. They can send a blast to a thousand brands and they say, we want you to sell on our site and hook your inventory into our website so our customers can buy directly from it, just like Amazon. And all these people have to do is quickly fill out a form and, and Hinge 2 basically does the rest. We integrate with them. It's all done in less than a day. Um, it's really like a 10 minute process, a couple of back and forth emails. Um, that's all automated. Um, and we can, if the brand is on, let's say Shopify, we sync directly to their Shopify inventory. Um, so the inventory read is real time. And PacSun is essentially, they're selling your product for you. Um, if they pick that brand, right? So they can be selling, let's say beast mode, they can be selling beast mode product now on paxun.com. A customer buys it on paxun.com. I love this beast mode sweatshirt, buy it. Um, essentially paxun in the hinge two system sends, um, that order to beast mode Shopify, like normal with a little tag on it. Um, the same way Amazon would, but it says paxun now. Um, and when Beast Mode sends the order out, we grab the tracking, send it to PacSun. They tell the customer package is on its way, but it's shipping from an outside warehouse. Um, so it's literally bringing the infrastructure of an Amazon um, to any retailer. 
Um, and now we're bringing it to, to Shopify. Um, so that's the, our, um, our MVP, our prototype is the mixed app, but you know, there will be additional apps where Shopify stores, and this is coming in the near future, Shopify stores can pick really from any brand that they may want to sell, um, and essentially add their product offering to their Shopify stores. So how does this thing work? I've install. It sounds like I install, I contact you or install mixed app for the Shopify store. Yeah. I'm a Shopify merchant. What do I do next? If you want to sell licensed products, you go to the app store, you install mixed immediately. M-X-E-D. Yep. M X E D. Um, immediately it's in the product sourcing, um, aspect of the app store. Um, immediately you see a listing of all these different licenses, Superman, Batman, um, Nintendo, Justice League, Star Wars, um, and you basically click, literally click a button on the product you want to have in your store, and instantly it's in your store. That's and, it. And it adds, so it, it adds photos, descriptions, price, everything. It adds everything. You so, can edit the description if you want to. You can get a sample if you really want to and style it your way, but within the app, the the basic offering is you get all of that data and information in real time inventory, so you're never overselling something. All right, so I could I could think of two, a couple of use cases for this. If I'm a Shopify merchant, say I've got an existing store, it's successful. I'm selling my own products, my own original products, and then I want to add. You know, let's say I don't have that many, or I want to be able to increase my average order value, or quickly add just some new offerings. Uh, to promote to existing customers, extend that customer lifetime value. I can install this app and one click, I could find licensed products, like not the, so not garbage, but legitimate licensed products. Um, One click, add that stuff to my store. Now I'm I'm selling it. Absolutely. Yep. So you can create a, a, a holiday gift section just like that, or you can create hey, we're really keen here on Star Wars and the movie just came out. So for a limited time, we want to give our customer base access to amazing Star Wars backpacks or yes, you can just, yes, exactly. Uh, That's one use case. This does sound pretty cool, but it does sound similar to uh, Oberlo and um, AliExpress where I could drop ship stuff from Alibaba. What's the difference? The difference, the big, big, big difference is, um, well, there's two big differences. One is all this product is shipping out of the U.S. So we're talking about your customer will have its product in a couple of days, um, whereas AliExpress, you know, it's coming from China often. So could be up to a month um, to get the product and the chargeback rates um, can be kind of high. So this essentially your customer is going to get it very, very quickly. That's one big difference. The other big difference is licensed product um, is a, a, a major red tape type of area. Um, and as a lot of stores who have tried to sell licensing product, which we're getting a lot of feedback on, and even from Shopify, they've been getting a lot of notices to take down product because there's not the proof that the store or the source and where they got this licensed product was legally allowed to sell it to them. So there's a lot of infringing licensing product out there. So you create all these ad campaigns with it. 
And then immediately Facebook sends you a notice like prove that you can sell this. The benefit of the mixed app, and this crackdown is is relatively, um, it's not new, but Shopify is really taking an invested interest in it now. Um, for instance, we had to go through a relatively lengthy legal process to get through because it is a hot topic for them right now. Um, well, I'm glad they're they're paying attention to it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and so so what 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 the mixed app we're doing this um, in partnership with one of the largest licensing companies um, in the world. And that's, they're called BioWorld. They're based out of Texas. They've been around 20 years um, and they've worked hard to build themselves from a one person operation um, to a humongous company doing hundreds of millions every year. Um, And essentially they have legit agreements with all of these licensors, um, they talk to these licensors on a daily basis. A licensor would be Lucas Films or Marvel or Warner Brothers. And they have real agreements with them that we can sell this product and we can distribute this product through applications like Mix to give others like Shopify stores the ability to sell this. So. One, it, it gets to the customer fast and, and it's also extremely legal and it's something that you can build your business on. The last thing I'll say about BioWorld, the the partner company um, in this app is- Well, how'd you hook up this, with those guys? Oh man. So one, um, they're phenomenal. I really love that company. The CEO's coming today actually to hang out. But- uh, I met them because our init- we were initially doing dropship with a smaller retailer called ShopGene. Um, they're very um, infinite, infamous, one of the originators of like the in- influencer, social media, very savvy social media, young founders, um, basically selling product online. Um, and they were the OGs of finding product on AliExpress, bringing it in, making it look cute and selling it to their audience. We were, we were basically piloting a dropship system on ShopGene. Um, and we had all these, these cool hats we were selling. Um, and BioWorld was behind those hats. Um, essentially, they had this um, kind of side project brand. Um, and we were selling these hats from that brand. And I was at a trade show. And one of my team members was like, hey, you need to go meet this hat brand, because I think they are backed by this much bigger company and we may want to partner with them on something. So I was like, okay, why not? So I met this little hat company and it was like, uh, like one, like a circus where you, you're, you're pulling something out of the hat and it just like keeps coming. They were like, we do this and we do this. And when you walk into Walmart, half of the life and stuff is us. And when you go on the hot topic, we're most, I was like, wow, we need to sit down immediately. So that's how we met. And it's, it, I met them um, about a year ago. Uh, and it's been a good relationship. Man, you're in that time you already, you went from meeting them to already getting this, this hammered out and getting this app out. That's, that's pretty quick. We work that's hard. Wild. You said startup, remember? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So I'm the way I'm picturing this. All right. I got my store. Let's say I sell, I sell jeans. I sell socks. That's cool. But I want to, I want to pad it out a little more. I want to get some, some graphic t-shirts. I, yep install mixed app which appears to be completely free i scroll yep. through i see a couple brands uh 
you know, maybe I know my customers are like 20 something year old guys. Okay, cool. They probably like Rick and Morty. I see Rick and Morty yeah. in here. Boom. I can add some Rick and Morty apparel and kind of now I'm able to increase my average order value, offer some new sales. But how does, and then when uh, someone places an order, this mixed app automate like ful- does the fulfillment for me on this? Absolutely. So um, when you get your first sale, essentially the store, you got the customer's money um, already. So what you do in the app is you pay for that product, um, which sends the order to BioWorld. They'll receive it, the order, they'll send it out directly to your customer. And in the meantime, they upload tracking. So you have that so you can notify your customer automatically like this is it's going to happen automatically. Like what's like as soon as you pay for that order, which happens in the in in um, the mixed app, um, it fires off the order to BioWorld to send it out. As soon as they send it out, they upload the tracking. And what you'll see as a store is essentially a tracking number associated with that order directly in your Shopify. Um, and everyone's happy. But yeah, you you all you do is curate um, and make sure that you pay for the orders after your customer purchases it and everything else happens flawlessly. I uh, you know, every so often I've always been meaning to run my own store, which I should do. And yeah. like I've had so many false starts and I used to manage um you know, part of a I was an e-commerce product manager years ago. That's how I got into this. Nice. Um nice. but the but I'm like, man, I don't have my own store, right? I have a bunch of false starts, including trying to do drop shipping with Alibaba and the like ridiculous dealing with them. I gave up on it. It was so frustrating. Mixed yep. app has got me like genuinely re <laughs> reinvigorated and excited about this thing. I'm like, oh man, it's too easy. Like not to just try it and play with yep. it. So how many products are in this thing right now? So right now there's a thousand products, and that's really what well, we want the whole ecosystem of Shopify stores to know is this is just the beginning. Um, What we're gonna do in 2018 is we're gonna roll out more and more of BioWorld's product offering. Um, They have hundreds of thousands of SKUs um, that they have in their warehouse at any given moment. And they have like probably a half a million designs of all of these licensors that, um, that, that have never seen the light of day, meaning mm-hmm. a retailer never bought it. So <laughs> in theory, there's a, not even in theory, in actuality, there's a catalog of amazing Street Fighter or amazing Star War, Wars products and graphics that we can light up into this app and Shopify stores will be the first one to market with them. Um, they li- their whole their infrastructure. They have a lot of designers. They're very talented, and they're designing for the fans of these properties. So we're bringing all that into the app. Um, so if you don't see exactly what you want, or you just see a dozen items that you want, we say load them now and just sit tight because every week you're going to get updates. Now we add more like. Um, this week we added more anime product um, and next week is going to be more Justice League products to go along with the movie and so on and so on. Um, so that that's um, it's just the beginning is is is, is my point. So a thousand now, hundreds of thousands over the course of the next couple of years as we iterate on this thing. I'm pretty excited about this. This this 
you're right. This thing is a game changer. We're here to game change. We're here. This is this is this is no this is no play thing. Try it out. They're they're fully in. Um, it's a win win for sure. It's cool. All right. So what's it what's it cost me? Like what? I, so the app itself is free. Really, I'm just paying for yeah the product so, the product and getting it fulfilled. But what's yeah. that look like? Yeah. So the app is essentially free for the first you know, four months. It may stay free long term. We're not sure. Um, we're just putting it in the market. It's totally free to use right now. Um, <clears throat> essentially, every product, every category has its own pricing. It really varies. Um, to give you an example, a T-shirt in the app may cost $11, $12, $13, for instance. We recommend marking it up double. So, you know, you may sell it for 26 um, in, in, in that example. So the Shopify store profit is, you know, basically $13 if the t-shirt costs $13. Um, there may be a backpack where that may cost 20 to $30 and, you know, you can sell it for whatever. So the store is in charge of their profit margin. Um, and, as we learn more and more, we'll we'll get a better understanding of the pricing that really makes sense within the app. So that's why we need a lot of stores using it and being very vocal um, because we're going to be responsive to the market 100 um, percent in in for large stores out there um, where this is just a, an amazing, relevant app to use as you do volume. Um, we want to talk with you directly and give you exclusive pricing and exclusive products. Um, so, so we can't wait to meet the 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 big players that are using this app and and wanting to grow with it. Um, we'll definitely be reaching out. Um, my my co-founder Yao, that's um, he was really the project manager and product manager. Um, on the app and he's constantly talking with stores right now um, to, to kind of help them find the right product and et cetera. So we're here for you guys. It's going to be fun, fun journey. Yes. It's this thing. I have no doubt this is going to be huge. Like in six months, it's going to be unreal. Um, okay. It sounds like the thing's entirely automatic, like inventory is synced orders yeah. are automatic. Does, uh, how does pricing work? Like if pricing on a product changes, does my price update or do I have to update it manually? So if, so basically there's essentially a few different ways you can manage your store in the app. So like if we update a, cause so really your cost is changing, not your retail price. So we're not ever, we're not ever saying you need to sell it for this price. We're more saying this tea costs $12 within the app. Um, if it goes down to 11 or $10 kind of deal, you'll get notified and you can change your price to lower it for your customer if you want, um, or you can keep your price the same. So we'll, we'll basically have automation around like if a, if a pricing changes, do you want to automatically delist the item? You know, do you want to automatically change the price or do you want to do nothing? Those will generally be the three choices that a store can pick. So if you delist it, then I guess, you know, maybe the workflow for that store would be to look at all the delisted products um, and decide what they want to reprice it as and then re-upload it. Or maybe they want to just keep it off their store. Um, but, yeah, essentially, there'll be automated actions that you could take or you can do it manually. 
Um, but yeah, that's a good example. Another example would be if a product essentially sells out. Um, in, in that case, a store will have the ability to automatically make invisible that product kind of deal. Um, so you wouldn't be required to do it manual, but we will still give the option if a store is one of those stores that wants to like kind of keep the product up, but it just has zero stock behind it just to show that they listed the product. That will be an option as well. Okay. What, um, I know when you, it's a, it's a new app when you first launch an app having, we got three ourselves, there's features that, that get left on the cutting room floor. They don't make it yep, to launch absolutely. date. There's, and I like when you first launch, you're excited about, it, there's always stuff in the pipeline. What's coming, any upcoming features you're excited about or want to disclose? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so one one upcoming feature is um, we're going to create a, <laughs> it's like a hidden dimension. So think of a video game. Um, and after you hit a certain volume, you go to like the secret level. Um, we're going to cr- create that within the apps to allow for the bigger stores to have exclusive access to products and pricing. So, hey, you hit oh, this milestone. Clever. Now, you know, come into the secret room. <laughs> uh, so that's something that it does not exist right this moment, but will exist very, very soon. Um, that would be probably one of the largest. We, I mean, we, we, we think that the, the core is there. I think um, another thing is just more automation around what a store can do um, in regards to um, how they curate and add products. So allowing them to like, I want to automatically add every product from Star Wars, you know, when it when it's when it's in when, you know, when new product comes, I want to automatically add it or I want to bulk add all this stuff right now. It's really kind of like a one by one situation. So a lot more bulk actions um, will be coming very, very soon. Um, So. This thing, I mean, it's wild. I'm just right now. I'm thinking the title of this episode. I, I'm going to go with the future of drop shipping, like pop culture apparel automated. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. I'm with that. Yeah, no, it, it, it's really like we thought long and hard about what our we had a few private apps um, in Shopify and really like what what is our first public app going to be? And we really wanted to find something that was broadly appealing, and we wanted it to be a, you know, we wanted it to, you know, in, in the theme of making retail easier and simpler and removing barriers, we wanted to knock down like eight barriers with one app. Um, so that's why we pick licensing in dropship in us base. Um, um, yeah. So, so, oh, that's a huge one that I would say about, you know, just throwing all our cards on the, on the table something that we'll be working really hard um, on in the future, but it's currently a limitation is this is for U.S. stores right now. So stores based in the U.S. Um, so essentially what we're doing now. Sorry, Canadians. It's coming, though. You're, you're first, seriously. Um, so what we're, what we're going to be doing really soon is, is basically unleashing all the properties, and it's really a a licensing thing. It's not a limitation of the technology or anything like that, but licenses are negotiated essentially by country, um, what property and what rights you have on a country by country basis. So we'll be building a feature where we have the Canadian approved 
properties um, that now we can drop ship. So that's a feature that's coming and, and that's top, top, top priority. I'm excited about it. Yeah, this thing, I've, this thing's wild. All right. <laughs> Thank you. There's one other thing I want to cover before cool. we before we wrap it up, and that's you run Marshawn Lynch's Beast Mode store. <laughs> Beast Mode. So what? How did that happen? <laughs> so a good friend of mine named Chris Bevins. He used to be the creative director of Billionaire Boys Club. Um, I met him while I was at Karma Loop. Um, we kept in touch. Um, we are Kendrick souls, um, dreamers, always trying to build something special. Um, and we just are friends. So when I moved back to the Bay Area from Boston and was starting Hinge 2, um, I found out that he was the creative director of Beast Mode. Um, so literally, um, that at the time in 20, in 2015, we were Kickstarter for fashion. That's what hinge two was. So that's basically, we allowed a, a brand to pre-sell a product to crowdfund a product basically. Right. So we, we crowdfunded a bomber jacket for beast mode. This was before I even met Marshawn. Um, we crowdfunded this bomber jacket did exceptionally well. Um, we had to like do like two or three campaigns. It did so well. And then he just kind of liked the product we were doing. And then one day he rode his bike to our office <laughs> and said, I'm opening a store in Seattle and I need more product. And that, that right there was the beginning of, um, a very important relationship for us. Um, because he saw, you know, we stick true to like making, running a clothing company easy. So he saw our ability to create, you know, like 120 new styles in a couple of weeks um, and do it all domestically without a lot of risk. And we just kind of, we just fell in love and start rocking together and building more and more. And then we just started really telling him about this gospel of no risk inventory and how you can grow your sales without increasing, you know, stacking up a bunch of unwanted inventory. Um, and we just, yeah, started working more and more together. But yeah, it's a great relationship. Our office is right above his store. Um, so we see him and, you know, all of his family members all the time where he, he, he's a partner in Hinge too. Um, and, you know, we're, we're, we're definitely family at this point. That's, that's great. I mean, it's exciting and feel it. It feels good, and it, it lends a ton of credibility when people go, "Oh, what do you do?" And then you can you could bring that up, and it's like a great, great conversation starter. So, what's he like? He's cool. He's uh very very humble. Um, so we're both. Um, I joke with him all the time. I am. He's from North Oakland. I am from South Berkeley. And they board, they border, right? And I tell him we're from the same place, and he's like, "No, it's not. You're Berkeley, I'm Oakland, but we're from the same place." And the the code in the Bay Area is humility, um, and and he's serious about that. So it's like he's not this. Oh, I'm a super celebrity. He's a he's a normal dude, um, and he's he's extremely brilliant entrepreneur. Um, that's one thing that I mean if people are really watching and looking at his moves and seeing the deals that he makes and his, how, how large his clothing company is and stuff like that, they would realize it. But a lot of people overlook it. Extremely, 
strategic. Um, it's um, I was kind of telling someone it, it's it's um, it it mirrors his running style. So of him like watching for the holes, aka opportunities to open up, and when he sees it, he seizes it and like pounces on it. He he loves. He's very physical. You see the way he runs, right? He runs over people, as he says in his interview, run through an MFer's face um, over and over and over again. That's how he looks at obstacles um, in a business sense as well, right? How do we get around this? How do we run through it, um, et cetera, et cetera? So he's got I look grit. up to him for sure that's as the, an entrepreneur. That's like one of the having you know talked to a ton of entrepreneurs through the show. Um, and through our business, that's like one of the critical, critical. attributes is grit. We're yes. just like, all right, we have a problem. Well, you don't get discouraged, no matter how frustrated you are. It's just all right, how do we work it's past it, around it, over it? What do we do? Yeah, and it sounds like yeah. that's that's what he's got. Absolutely, that's that's good. That's great. What? Uh, all right, closing thoughts. We're coming to the end of our time together. Any piece of uh, misinformation you'd like to correct? You've got the platform or a piece of advice you wish every store owner knew or one thing you wish every store owner would do? Just one closing thought. Yeah, it's, it's a matter of time. You know, I think that really examining if your only way, so in, in talking to stores, um, and this is, yes, I have my mixed, my hinge two hat on, but just non biased as a person who ran a, a large store that did tens of millions um, a year. Um, you need a more efficient way to find your next top sellers. Um, that's not buying it and putting all this upfront money into getting inventory. That can always be a part of what you do for your private label and special sauce stuff, but you need an efficient way to be able to add a trending product in an hour. Um, and so I, I would just encourage any store to basically solve that problem. And, you know, I, I, I think that mix is a, is a, is a good initial way to do that. But I, I just encourage that. That would be my biggest ad advice. Cause I don't, I don't want to see them, um, or you store, um, in the graveyard, um, <laughs> because of this inventory that took over, you know, your garage or this warehouse that, you know, it's just charging you all these fees for holding your, your unwanted inventory. So finding efficient ways and that allows you to stay lean and adjust to this rapidly changing retail um, environment um, that it's, it's definitely your superpower. No risk inventory is your superpower. So I'm happy to work with you guys and so look forward to your feedback as you use the app. Um, because we're going to take it to heart and roll out new features and new products based on it. So be a power user. What, uh, the, yes, the, uh, quite gracious. Um, what, uh, at what point does that inventory become zombie inventory? How Ooh. long, it, like, what's your time frame where you go, you've, you've been holding on to that too long. Just get rid of it. Um, I would and say I, six, like, months six months is a problem. Six to nine months is, is like, okay, look, I mean, so for instance, retailers, just, this is getting, I'm, I'm gonna get real geeky for a second. Cause I, I used to run a planning department. That was my favorite department. Um, I didn't run it. I, I managed the people who ran it and they were, they would, yeah, they were brilliant folks. Um, but shout out to Molly. Um, but anyway, um, a lot of retailers, they rotate around like eight weeks of supply, um, meaning you want to sell it out in eight weeks. Um, that's like your goal. And that's what you're basically 
judging your sell through rate on meaning, okay, how many more weeks do I have based on how I sold it last week? If that number is, you know, 52, then you have a year's worth of product, right? That is too long at that point. So I'm giving you more a strategy to manage your inventory before it stays around six months. So, Cause you shouldn't just wait for six months. You should see it in week two, three, four. If it's saying, Hey, you got 60 weeks of 60 weeks of any type of um, inventory on this, you need to mark it down at that point until it becomes closer to that eight weeks, 10 weeks, et cetera. So markdowns is your friend, but you definitely don't want anything over six to nine months. Um, it's just, unless it's, it's a part of your core collection that you are very consciously and on purpose. Um, you want a year's worth of product because you know it sells like hotcakes and the sale rate never slows down. Um, but yeah, eight to 10 weeks is a lot of stores kind of benchmark um and they end up kind of selling through the lion's share of it in the eight to ten weeks and then kind of like for an additional two months or whatever they sell through like the broken sizes that's like a normal healthy flow um selling through everything in six to nine months means that your money is tied into that inventory so you're probably um unless you have outside funding you probably are not buying new top sellers um, and your customers are probably getting tired of seeing the same stuff on your site. Cool. You've said it all. Lee Andrew, uh, where could people go to learn more about you? You can catch me on LinkedIn. Uh, you can email me at leandrew at hinge2.com. Um, I, I do not have a Leandrew website. Uh, we are not there yet, <laughs> but you can definitely email me. I'm very... I'm very touchable, um, not in that way, but in a way of virtual uh, touching. So <laughs> get in touch with me. <laughs> All right, me. virtually touch Lee Andrew and make yes, sure please. to install Mixed App. No risk. The thing seem, uh, seems wild. It's a game changer. Lee Andrew, thank you. Thank you, Kurt. Have a good one. All right. Before we close, I want to give a special thanks to Clavio. If you've listened to this show, it should be no surprise to you that I love Clavio. We've seen their automation workflows typically add 10 to 20% additional revenue every month for our clients. And that's why thousands of e-commerce companies use Klaviyo to increase their sales. So how does it do it? Well, it brings together all of your Shopify e-commerce data in one place, which makes it super easy for you to create highly relevant, automated, and personalized email and Facebook ad campaigns. Yes, it even integrates Facebook audiences, which is very cool. You can sign up for free today at klaviyo.com. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com. And that's it for us today at the unofficial Shopify podcast. But I want to hear your thoughts on this episode. So please join our Facebook group. It's the unofficial Shopify podcast insiders. I know you've got your phone. Just search for it. Come talk to us. Or sign up for my newsletter at kurtelster.com. Shoot me an email. Either way, you're going to be notified whenever a new episode goes live. And of course, if you want to work with me on your next project, though I'm a bit booked at the moment, you can apply at ethercycle.com apply. And as always, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Our program was produced today by Paul Rita. The unofficial Shopify podcast is distributed by EtherCycle LLC. We'll be back next week with more value bombs for Shopify store owners. 
If you're looking for more high-quality and actionable advice on learning the business of e-commerce, join thousands of other Shopify store owners on our totally free newsletter at eCommerce Bootcamp. That's eCommerce-Bootcamp.com.